0: Mike Reese has won four Emmys, which is four more than I have to this point, but I'm, I'm young, has won four Emmys during his quarter-century writing for The Simpsons. He's also an award-winning mystery writer, playwright, and children's book author. He's written jokes for Johnny Carson, Joan Rivers, Gary Shandling, and Pope Francis. It's like really good Pope. Really. In 2015, the Pope named Reese a missionary of joy. He has lectured on the Simpsons in Judaism in 20 countries. And the next, I guess, will you guys be lecturing in uh, Pakistan? Pakistan? Yeah, They're off to Pakistan. Don't tell anybody. But they all have, they have CSP hats with them. And I asked that they would bring it to Pakistan and they would go to where um, Osama bin Laden was captured and they would take a pic, no, no, they would just take a picture somewhere in Pakistan wearing the hat and I, I'll share it with our group. These are all your friends now. Even the Elzers who come in late all the time, they're your friends. Come in, find a seat. There's one right here, Iris, Right in the front. No? Okay. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So with that, let me tell you what, what, how it's going to go down here tonight. We've got uh, video clips. We've got a good speaker. I'm going to turn on and off the lights so you can see the video clips. We've got Andy Elster over there doing the actual video, and I'd like to welcome up Mike Reese to give the presentation tonight. Welcome to our community.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you can stop. Uh, Five minutes ago, you never heard of me. Um, Ari, by the way, I'll be wearing the CSP hat in uh, Pakistan, but I'll be telling people it stands for College of Southern Pakistan. (laughs) Anyway, folks, oh, you're really kind. Thank you, folks. We are going to have a lot of fun over the next six or seven hours. Uh, That's a joke, of course. It won't be fun at all. (laughs) Now I'm serious, I'm serious here in that you have to understand I'm a comedy writer, I'm not a comedian, and there's a difference, it's like the difference between phone sex and real sex, <laughs> Ari gets it, yeah, there's, there's a difference between phone sex and real sex, one is just a hollow, empty, basically degrading experience, and the other one really runs up your phone bill. Um, and, In in my case, it's 20 bucks for four minutes either way. And uh, I love it. All the Jews are doing the math. and Mark Berman said, I can get it cheaper. Uh, Anyway, so the whole reason I'm here tonight is to talk about Judaism and the Simpsons and other oxymorons. Oxymoron, of course, is a contradiction in terms like kosher bacon or... Fox News (laughs) and President Trump Um, (laughs) President Trump I I only bring it up because a lot of you may have heard about this the Simpsons made a joke about Trump becoming president we made the joke 16 years ago I remember sitting in the room with the other writers going what's the dumbest thing America could do (laughs) And they did it. And it's funny, because when The Simpsons makes fun of what's going on in the world, that's satire. But when the world starts doing things they see on The Simpsons, that's misugga. So, anyway, so as I say, I'm here to talk about Simpsons and Judaism and other oxymorons. And why is it an oxymoron? Well, because The Simpsons are not Jewish. Maybe Lisa, but... Uh, <laughs> But the rest of the Simpsons are definitely not Jewish. They do things Jews would never do. Homer drinks beer in a bar, and Marge cooks. And <laughs> <laughs> no, the Simpsons belong to a church we made up. They are and And in fact, when the show came on the air back in 1989, we were condemned by the National Council of Churches until someone pointed out to them that the Simpsons are the only family on TV that goes to church. (laughs) So although the Simpsons are Gentiles, we've done a lot of Jewish content over the years. And so I thought I would start off just with a little bit of history and show you the very first appearance of Jewish content on the Simpsons. This is back in 1990. Uh, It's a beautiful clip, by the way. I think you'll see because... It was directed by a guy named Brad Bird, and Brad Bird went on to win two Oscars for directing The Incredibles and Ratatouille. And after that, he made Mission Impossible 4, where he had the impossible mission of making Tom Cruise look heterosexual. So, <laughs> I'm glad you like that. There's a lot more Tom Cruise to come. So let's show the first clip. First of all, my real name isn't
2: Krusty the Clown. It's Herschel Kristofsky. My father was a rabbi. His father was a rabbi. His father's father... Well, you get the idea. My father was the most respected man in the Lower East Side of Springfield. People would come from miles around to ask his advice. Where, Kristofsky, should I finish college? Yes, for no one is poor, except he who lacks knowledge.
3: Rabbi, should I have another child?
2: Yes, another child would be a blessing on your house. Rabbi... Should I buy a Chrysler? Uh, could you rephrase that as, a, as an ethical question? Um, is it right to buy a Chrysler? Oh, yes. <laughs> for great is the car with power steering and Dynaflow suspension. Papa, when I grow up, can I be a clown? No, clown is not a respected member of the community. But I want to make people laugh. Herschel, life is not fun. Life is serious. Seltzer is for drinking. Not for spraying, try for lashing, Not for throwing... The papa can nothing! You'll do as I say, or you get such a zest that you won't even know what hit you! Dad wanted me to follow in his footsteps, but the pool of clowning was too strong. I got my first big laughs at yeshiva impersonating my father.
4: Blah, 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 Moses. Blah, 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 some prayer. <laughs>
2: huh? <laughs> Boy, you don't have to follow in my footstep. Don't worry. I don't even like using the bathroom after you. Why, you little... (laughs) All
1: right. That's great timing there, Ari. Okay, great. Anyway, so 20 years after that clip, we finally decided to have the Simpsons visit Israel. Now we took our time with this decision because every year we send the Simpsons on vacation and wherever we send them, we get in trouble with that country. And you don't want to cross Israel. Uh, It started off our very first season. We had an episode where Bart went to France and France immediately canceled our show and didn't show it again for 17 years. But this happens whenever we send the Simpsons on a holiday. This is something you might remember. It was in the papers a few years ago. We sent the Simpsons to Rio de Janeiro, and we wound up being sued by the Brazilian Tourist Council. This is a, and this is a quote. They said, when the Simpsons came to Rio, they encountered grinding poverty, rat-infested slums, pickpockets, kidnappers, and wild monkeys. There are no wild monkeys in Rio. And, and by the way, I went to Rio for the Olympics this year. There's so many goddamn wild monkeys there. (laughs) When the Simpsons went to Japan, the Japanese pulled us off the air. Uh, When the Simpsons went to Australia, we were condemned in the Australian Parliament, which is a Hooters, by the way. And and then there's a time we did a song about New Orleans. It went, New Orleans, home of pirates, drunks and whores. That didn't bother them. That's... (laughs) That's on the state flag. But the uh, <laughs> but the next line was, New Orleans, tacky, overpriced souvenir stores. That's what got him mad. <laughs> and they canceled our show in New Orleans, and Bart was supposed to be king of the Mardi Gras that year. And I got a call from a reporter in, it, down in New Orleans. And he said, you know, when your friend Bart comes down here, we're going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you know, it's... It's not really going to be barred. It's, it's going to be a midget in a, in a foam rubber suit. And he said, well, then we're going to kill him. <laughs> and they probably did. Now, uh, Anyway, so we finally decided, well, let's send the Simpsons to Israel. And we thought, gee, they're going to hate it too. And in fact, we put it on the air, and the Israelis loved it. They loved it. The president of Israel said how much he loved it. Why did the Israelis love this show? Well, because Israel is a country full of Jews, and Jews have a great sense of humor and low self-esteem. So (laughs) let me show you that clip. This is a long one. This country is so assuring. For all we know, Jesus
4: could have given a talk
1: in conference
4: room C. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Hey. My name is Jacob. You may notice I speak the English with a slight accent. This is because, as you probably guessed, I used to live in London, and that is why I sound like Hugh Grant. Come on, let's go. We got a lot of holy sites to see. Yalla, we finish early. We go to jewelry store owned by my cousin.
3: <laughs>
4: no joke, it's true. Great prices. You got to haggle otherwise they don't respect you. Come on, let's go. Do you have any safety tips? What are you talking about? Israel is the safest country in the world. The only danger here is dehydration. Drink water. Don't die. It looks bad on me. Come on. Shut your face. Let's go. But it says here in the brochure... Brochure? 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 Who wrote your brochure? The same schmuck who wrote the New Testament? I can't talk to you. You talk to my niece to read. Talk to the stupids.
3: Shalom, Goyim
4: Shalom to you. Shalom is the aloha of this place. Okay, okay, lady. You done talking now? Who is licensed tour guide here, you or me? Now, everybody, we have no time to see Matsada. Everybody died there for nothing. Okay, first stop <laughs> old City. Come on, let's go. Please, shut your face. <laughs> Everybody, please, shut your face. Here we go. This sacred spot on Mount Zion is King David's tomb. Also, where your Jesus, who was a native-born Israeli, by the way, sandals, circumcised, perfect English accent, the whole deal, this is where he had his last supper, before they took him away and hammered him up on that cross. (laughs) Okay, Beste. Okay, everybody, come on. This shrine contains the rock on which Abraham was going to sacrifice his son. And Muslims believe something, too to find out how a Muslim tour guide. That's a barrel of laughs. Anyway, shut your face.
5: Thanks, thanks. You could stop giving the tour now.
4: You don't want to do a photo with me? You can hold my gun. I used it in Entebbe. I killed three Ugandans.
5: No thanks.
4: Before you go in, you fill out comment card. Okay. Uh, uh, don't forget the back. You people are so pushy. What, Israeli people are pushy? How about you experience a couple of genocides and see how laid-back you are? We were purged from Spain. Throw out of there. They allow everybody in Spain, but for us, Jews, no flamenco, get out. I'm pushy. Please, you, stay there, surrounded by your great enemy, Canada. Try Syria for two months, then
1: we'll see who's pushy. (laughs) That... The, uh, the Gabby Israeli in the, in the clip was played by Sasha Baron Cohen, the man who played Borat. Ah. And I was the guy, I said, oh, we've got to hire him. And they go, why? And I said, I, I don't know how many people know this. If you see the movie Borat, he pretends he's talking Kazakh through the whole show, and he's speaking Hebrew all the way through. So we brought him in, we wrote him ten lines. And he ad libbed for six hours. <laughs> six hours. We put, it all, put all this stuff in. Then we had to bring in a rabbi for the Hebrew part. And say, is he swearing here? And they goes, a little. So, uh, anyway, so I showed this clip this summer in Israel. And I said, I hope you guys aren't offended by this depiction of an Israeli. They go, What? Why are we offended? He's a national hero. Shut up. So, <laughs> Anyway, so that's all prologue to my talk about Judaism and the Simpsons. And I guess I should start off by talking about me. Am I a Jew? Uh, (laughs) Well, you shouldn't have laughed, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Now, I am a practicing Jew. And by practicing, I mean I'm not all that good at it. Um, For example, I would never eat a ham sandwich in a synagogue. (laughs) on Yom Kippur if there was anybody watching. And and I think I get this sort of loose interpretation of Judaism from the fact that I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, where we were the only Jewish family. And yet still my mother would say, I only want you to date Jewish girls. And so I said, well, Mom, I guess it's gonna have to be you. So so I dated my mom for a while. We got along fine, but her kids hated me. Um, (laughs) The hardest part about growing up in a town like this was the fact that I look so Jewish. I mean, this is what we look like. I look so Jewish. I I know I look Jewish. I put myself through college modeling for hate literature. (laughs) Mel Gibson paid for my senior year. And all of this begs the question, well, why do I write comedy? And the answer is I write comedy because I can't help myself. I'll give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, my wife got us passes to the auto show. And uh, we get there, and the passes say Denise Reese and guest of Denise Reese. Now, the woman at the counter is trying to be so sweet. She goes, guest of Denise Reese. That's so rude, guest of. We can't call you guest of. What's your name? And I said, Gustav. (laughs) I'm an ass. Uh, In fact, somebody said to me, well, what would you do if you couldn't write comedy? And I said, I'd write for Jimmy Fallon. So, uh, Oh, I guess we got all his fans here. Great. I see the people moaning. None of you were up that late. So uh, if I have a sense of humor, I know I got it from my grandmother. I have a Hungarian grandmother. And uh, one day I was reading a book of riddles. And one of the riddles was what's worse than finding a worm in an apple? Find, finding half a worm in an apple. It means you ate the other half. So, so, I, so I, I said to my grandmother, Grandma, what's worse than finding a worm in an apple? And she said, having someone put an umbrella up your tuchus. <laughs> and then opening it. <laughs> and, she, and she said it so fast, I had to think, this must have happened to her at some point. <laughs> Maybe it was the Cossacks. <laughs> Maybe it was Grandpa. So, <laughs> but it leads to the bigger question, why are Jews funny? And uh, Jews will always tell you the same thing. Oh, Jews are funny because we've suffered so much. Oh, how we suffer. And it's like, if that's true, where are the great Cambodian comedians? Where's Shecky Lo-Ping? Where are... Jews say they suffer. I mean, Jews suffer all the time. Jews suffer when there's no salt on the table. Lord, why are you testing me? How, how can I eat this soup? I think, I think Jews go into comedy because there's no heavy lifting. There's no equipment to buy. Unless you're Carrot Top, but I'm pretty sure... He's not a comedian. Um, <laughs> so I think that's a good point to show you another clip from The Simpsons. Uh, this is a clip I wrote. That's the only Jewish content. I wrote it. Uh, but I've been showing this clip. It's been airing on TV for 22 years now. It's, uh, I've shown it to over 400 audiences. And just last week, I saw a blooper in it. I've never seen this before. Nobody's ever noticed. So I want you to watch for this. The Simpsons are all singing, we're happy with things the way they are. And we forgot to record Homer. So you'll see, everyone else is singing, and Homer's just going... <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like he forgot his line. So let's roll that clip. So you like it this way? Indubitably.
2: Around the house, I never lift a finger. As a husband and father, I'm subpar. So I'd rather drink a beer than with Father of the Year. I'm happy with things the way they are. I'm getting used to never getting noticed. I'm stuck here till I can steal a car. The house is still a mess, and I'm going bald from stress. But we're happy
3: just the way we are.
5: They're not perfect, but the Lord says, love thy neighbor. Da up, Flanders. oakley dokley do. Don't
2: think it's sour grapes, but you're all a bunch of beans. And so I
3: must be leaving you.
2: Goodbye, Sherry Bobbins. Thanks for everything. So long, Superman. Do you think we'll ever see her again? I'm sure we will,
1: honey. I'm <laughs> sure we will. And you can stop it there. Yeah, Yeah, I killed Mary Poppins. Ah. Sherry Bobbins. Bobbin. <laughs> wow, we got a fan. One fan. So. Anyway, so I've been writing for The Simpsons now for 29 years. 29 years. I want you to let that sink in for a minute. If If the Simpsons had been aging like real people, Bart Simpson would be 39 years old now. He'd be 39, Marge would be collecting social security, and Homer would have been dead for eight years. And someone said to me the other day, what about Maggie? And I go, gee, well, Maggie, the baby, would be 30 years old, and she can't talk, so she might be married to Donald Trump. And uh, (laughs) anyway, so how do we keep the show fresh after 29 years? Well, we have a trick. We have 23 writers on the show, and we only do 22 episodes a year. That means that every writer only has to have one good idea a year, and one guy doesn't have to do squat. (laughs) I am that guy. Uh, People can't believe you have 23 writers on the show. We do, we have 23 writers on the show. Uh, Half of them are Jewish, and so are the other half. Uh, The place is like a kibbutz. Only more Jewish. It's, uh, but that, those numbers are pretty common in Hollywood. Uh, you take a show like King of the Hill. Do you remember this show? King of the Hill was an animated show about Texas rednecks. It was entirely written by New York Jews. <laughs> or Star Trek, the original Star Trek. The original Star Trek, on the original Star Trek show, the guy who played Captain Kirk was Jewish. Mr. Spock was Jewish. Mr. Chekhov was Jewish. Everybody was Jewish on the Starship Enterprise except Bones McCoy, they did not have a Jewish doctor. (laughs) That's science fiction. Uh, Speaking of which, Yoda. Yoda from Star Wars is Jewish. He Again, he's based on my grandmother. They're the same person, two feet tall, walks with a cane, white hair, and uh, Yoda talks in that backwards old lady Jewish talk, you know, take a piece of fruit, you must. Marry a gentile girl, you must not. Ah. Three of the six cast members on The Simpsons are Jewish, Julie Kavner, Hank Azaria, and Harry Shearer. And that means that the voices of Marge, Patty Selma, Principal Skinner, Byrne Smithers, Chief Wiggum, Moe, and Disco Stew are all Jewish. The Reverend Lovejoy is Jewish. Super Christian Ned Flanders, Jewish. Apu the Hindu, well, he's a Jew too. (laughs) We have one Jewish character on the show. You saw him, Krusty the Clown. He's played by an Italian guy. (laughs) But the Italian chef on our show is played by a Jew. And which made it all the more surprising that The Simpsons was recently praised by the Pope. And not the current Pope, not the Pope I write for. Uh, It was the previous Pope. You remember the creepy German Pope? The one who looked like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) You remember him, Pope Precious the 23rd? Uh, The Pope is a fan of The Simpsons. He said, I love The Simpsons. It's the most Christian show on television. Which leads me to conclude something I've long suspected. The Pope smokes crack. (laughs) I mean, has he ever seen our show? We had an episode... Uh, I don't know how to put this nicely. I'll put it biblically. We had an episode where Homer was sodomized by a giant panda. And it was our Christmas show. <laughs> <laughs> on top of our regular cast, uh, we've had a lot of Jewish guest stars on the show. Kirk Douglas. We all know We all know who's Jewish. Kirk Douglas. Uh, the last performance Kirk Douglas gave in full Kirk Douglas angry Jew mode... The, Uh, right before he had a stroke, the final full-bodied Kirk Douglas performance was on The Simpsons. We had Joan Rivers on The Simpsons and Sarah Silverman. We've had Albert Brooks and Mel Brooks, Richard Lewis and Jerry Lewis. And we had the secret Jews on the show, too. The, The ones people don't know are Jewish, like Winona Ryder, whose real name is Winona Horwitz, and Natalie Portman, whose real name is Natalie Herschlag. And uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton, (laughs) whose real name is Rabbi Alan Sharfstein. Uh, The other secret Jews we had, half of Harrison Ford. Um, And uh, Tommy Kramer, the drummer for Aerosmith, is Jewish, so we've had him on twice. Uh, We also had Dustin Hoffman on the show. We had Dustin Hoffman on The Simpsons, but he didn't want to use his real name. And so in the credits, you can see this episode... In the closing credits, we called him Sam Edic, as in Mel Gibson is anti-Sam etic <laughs> So I want to show you a clip. <laughs> so I want to show you a clip from that episode. This is a, an episode where Lisa gets a crush on her substitute teacher, and the teacher is based on a teacher I had, and we named him after my teacher. And my teacher was deformed, so I told the animators, "Let's give this guy some sort of deformity." And the deformity they gave him was, they made him look exactly like me. <laughs> Thank you, you're all so good looking. Let's roll that clip. Oh,
2: you'll never go broke appealing to the lowest common denominator. You're
0: going to miss your brother's antics. When? When. When your life takes you places the rest of us have only heard about.
2: Places where my intelligence will be an asset, not a liability?
0: Yes, there is such a place. Believe
2: me, it's true. I believe everything you say with your words, your body language, and your semitic
1: good looks. And you can stop it there. I wrote that line. So, as I say, that was Dustin Hoffman in the role of of the very good-looking teacher. And people wonder, well, how do we get these great guest stars on the show? Uh, We have a trick. If a celebrity has kids, his kids will make him do the show. For example, years ago, we wrote a part for Bruce Springsteen, and he turned us down flat. And then somebody said, "Hey, you know Sting? Sting has like six or eight kids, many legitimate." So, <laughs> so we called Sting, and he was in the studio the next day. Uh, the Rolling Stones—they did our show because their grandchildren made them do it. That was kind of weird. And and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson did our show not because he had children, but because he had had children. (laughs) It's funny because he's dead. Um, (laughs) The one guest star we've never had on the show is a U.S. president. We have asked every U.S. president from Gerald Ford to Barack Obama to be on The Simpsons. They all turned us down. Uh, Michelle Obama turned us down last year. We got very close a few years ago with... uh, Bill Clinton. We wrote a part for Bill Clinton, we sent it to him, and he wrote us back a handwritten letter on White House stationery saying, I would love to do The Simpsons, but I would never do anything that might bring disgrace to the office of the president. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they write the jokes for you. Um, We've had... We've had over 300 guest stars on the show, uh, and they've all been a pleasure to deal with, except for one. I'm, uh, I'm not allowed to tell you her name. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say it's a her. Um, I'll tell you what. If you know your Simpsons trivia, you can figure out who our worst guest star was. I'll just tell you her first name. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oprah, by the way, has... <laughs> As the biggest friggin' head I have ever seen in my life, it it looks like this. the The woman could play herself in Disneyland. So, so let me show you a clip from that episode.
2: Uh, uh, uh. All right, who's belching
3: in here, Oprah? Hey, bye everybody. Thanks a lot for letting me talk to you.
2: Bye, Oprah. It was nice meeting you. Goodbye, Opie.
3: Okay, Homer. My name is Oprah.
2: Oprah.
3: No, no, Oprah. Ra.
2: Oprah. O.
3: Oprah. O. Oprah.
2: O. Cha. Like opera, but with a long O.
1: Opera. And you can stop there. Anyway, so. Of all the 300 guest stars, uh, who's my favorite one we ever had on the show? Well, you saw him tonight. It was the voice of the rabbi father in the first clip. It's Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason plays the rabbi on the show. He's from a family of rabbis. For a very brief time, he was a rabbi. Uh, The only hard part about having Jackie Mason on the show is that we do the show in L.A. and he lives in New York. So every time he's on the show, we have to fly to New York and record him. And... One night, in one episode, we had a line where uh, the rabbi, Jackie Mason, says, oh, I'm having lunch with Isaac Beshevis Singer. Well, three months before that show aired, Isaac Beshevis Singer dropped dead. Nobody saw it coming. The man was only 98 years old. <laughs> so we changed the line from Isaac Bashevis Singer to I'm going to have lunch with Saul Bellow. Then I got on a plane. I flew from L.A. to New York. I put a microphone in front of Jackie Mason. He said, Saul (laughs) Bellow. I got back on the plane (laughs) and flew back to LA. And everything, we thought, wow, we've really dodged the bullet here. The morning that show aired, Saul Bellow dropped dead. (laughs) And it reminded me of something my grandfather told me when I was a little boy. He said, Michael, God hates you. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I took that as a sign. To leave The Simpsons, take a little break from The Simpsons, and I went off and I created my own show. I created a show called The Critic. Thank you for that. Thank you for that respectful silence. No, too little, too late. You know, that wasn't even applause. People, people don't know there's a singular form. That was applause. Thank you. That wasn't even a round of applause. It was a semicircle. So, it was not a popular show. We, uh, we were on Fox. No, we were on ABC, we got canceled. Then we went on Fox, we got canceled. Uh, Then we went on Comedy Central, we got canceled. We did original episodes for the internet. The company went bankrupt. We've recently teamed up with the Mormon church to go door to door (laughs) with the critic because our belief is there is no medium so small we can't fail in it. So, So let me show you a clip from the critic. Tonight, I'll be reviewing Disney's latest feature, The Cockroach King, starring Howard Stern. <laughs>
2: Behold your king. That's right, I'm your new king. What do you think of that? Hey, baby, show me your thorax.
1: <laughs> and you can stop there. That's amazing. More people just saw that clip now than when it aired on ABC. <laughs> All right, did you all catch the Jewish content there? <laughs> of course you did. The the African choir is singing Manishtana and then they segue into Havenu Shalom Aleichem. That was the actual African choir from the Lion King. I had to teach them 45 seconds of Hebrew. It took seven hours. That's why there are no Jewish missionaries. <laughs> and by the way, after the day after that clip aired, ABC canceled The Critic. They canceled The Critic, and we said, why? And they said, well, you're on before the show Home Improvement, and we're afraid you're gonna tarnish Tim Allen's reputation. (laughs) Tim Allen is a convicted cocaine dealer. (laughs) The man man spent four years in federal prison where the phrase tool time has a whole different meaning. (laughs) But again, I took this as another sign. I took another break when the, The Critic got canceled, and I went off and I started writing children's books. And this is a stretch for me because I hate children. <laughs> no, I do. I hate children. But you know, Dr. Seuss hated children. And Hans Christian Andersen hated children. And Lewis Carroll loved children <laughs> in a way that's illegal in 48 states. I remember I said that one night to an audience, and a hand went up and said, What are the two states <laughs> where it's OK? And that's how I met Woody Allen. Um, <laughs> Now the, now, the weird thing is not, that's a good laugh. Uh, the weird thing isn't that I write children's books. The weird thing is that I've written seven Christmas books. I really have. I've written seven Christmas books. But, you know, Jews have been cashing in on Christmas all the way back to Jesus, really. I mean, it's his birthday party. It just got out of hand. But if you don't believe it, just remember the song White Christmas, best-selling Christmas song of all time, written by a Jew. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, written by a Jew. The only Christmas song not written by a Jew is chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That was written by two Jews. (laughs) Anyway, so I'd like to read you from one of my Christmas books. It's the season, right? Uh, I'd like to read. uh, One of them is very sweet and life-affirming. It became an NBC special a couple of years ago. Uh, the other one is very dark and nasty, and nobody would publish it. So what would you rather hear, sweet or nasty? <laughs> nasty. <laughs> like I brought the sweet one. Okay. <laughs> this is my children's book that was rejected by 17 children's book publishers Hustler, and Hustler. <laughs> and it goes like this. It was the morning of Christmas, and Santa brought toys to all of the children of all the world's goys. His toy bag was empty and Christian kids got him except for the junk which had sunk to the bottom. Toys that were beat up and battered and busted. Toys that were dented, defective and rusted. Santa thought these are gifts no one could use. I should dump them or burn them or give them to Jews. (laughs) They'd be surprised to get something from me and if I know the Jews, they'd like anything free. (laughs) Santa means well and he tries to do right. But like many his age, he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> this is why it wasn't published. <laughs> from Haifa to Hartford, from Nice to New York, Santa brought presents to kids who shun pork. For Meyer, the tire that fell off a bike, a kinky old slinky was given to Ike. And Sidney Ostrovich from Sydney, Australia, got a tickle me Elmo with full genitalia. <laughs> And I think that's a great segue. Boy, if you didn't like that, you're going to hate what's coming (laughs) next. Yes, in fact, I should say, if you are easily offended, please, I think you should all leave in the last 45 minutes. So so I want to talk about my last project. It's a a cartoon I did called Queer Duck, and it's about a gay duck. It's about a gay duck and his gay animal friends, bipolar bear, and (laughs) openly gator, and... And Queer Duck was the first openly gay cartoon character. And I say openly gay because all cartoon characters are gay. Uh, you probably didn't realize, but think about it. Bugs Bunny kisses Elmer Fudd on the mouth. And Snagglepuss is theatrical. And Tweety Bird is Truman Capote. And the Pink Panther, he's pink. Uh, Donald Duck. Donald Duck is a character right out of gay porn. He wears a sailor suit and no pants. No pants. <laughs> And then there's the gayest name in, in cartoon history, Woody Woodpecker. So, but Queer Duck was the first openly gay cartoon character and, uh, and people say to me, well, Mike, how do you write this thing? You're not gay, you're bi. And uh, the fact of the matter is, no, I am not gay. No, no, a thousand times no, three times yes. Uh, <laughs> but I was drunk the second time. Uh, and the fact is, no, I am not gay, but again, I am Jewish, which is, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, both Jews and gays have been persecuted for centuries by their mothers. So so let me show you a clip from Queer Diaries.
5: I was a lad I went to see Gilbert and Sullivan when I was three I watched them sing and I watched them dance And I watched all the bultures in the sailors' pants You watched all the bulgers in the sailors' pants? And by the end of Four, I was much gayer than I'd been before And by the end of Pinafore This young boy became my young boy George No ad living Sorry From that day forth I spent my nights Watching anything with men in tights I watched the opera and I watched ballets And I watched all the crotches in the Shakespeare plays I'm not repeating that part. I eyed each bulge till my eyes bulged out For I was a homosexual without a doubt it was clear by my 13th year that I was really, really, really queer. My father still shelled out the cash to throw an opulent bar mitzvah bash. You're Jewish? I had my beak fixed. There was caviar and French champagne. They even had my villain there to entertain. Shma Yisrael, Adonai, Elohim. Bar mitzvahs have a simple plan. You just say today I am a man, but I chose my bar mitzvah day to tell my family that I was gay. He told his
2: family he's gay. Oy
5: vey. I'm gay. <gasps> I told my parents and my uncles and my aunts that I was a sissy and a pansy and a nance. He told his parents and his uncles and his aunts that he was a sissy and a pansy
2: and a nance and a closet queen, a Mary and a pillow-biting fairy and a big salami stuffer and a kosher pickle puffer. I'm
1: not that guy. And you stopped there. <laughs> wow. All, this, all evening I thought, gee, am I too dirty for the crowd? And then I realized... I'm not dirty enough. (laughs) You guys are sick. So uh, for any of you who are a little concerned about it, going, well, we like it, but what do gay people think? They love it. They love it. I have won every gay award you can win. Uh, (laughs) At least I think they are awards. (laughs) Some of them vibrate. Um, If you're curious about Queer Duck, you can get it on Netflix. You can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it on DVD. If you get the DVD, you'll get the uh, Queer Duck movie. There's a full-length movie. You'll get the 30 uh, Queer Duck shorts we did for the Internet. You get a making-of documentary. Here's what you don't get. In the original movie, there was a song where all the gay animals are going to Disneyland, and one of them says, let's call Tom Cruise, what can we lose? Well, Paramount Pictures said I couldn't say that. They said if you call Tom Cruise gay, he's going to sue you. So I changed the line to, forget Tom Cruise, call him gay and he sues. Well, Paramount Pictures said I couldn't say that either. (laughs) You can't call Tom gay, you can't call him straight, just don't call the guy. So I cut the song from the movie, but I told this story in the making of documentary. I said, gee, you can call anyone gay in the world you want except for Tom Cruise. Well, Paramount Pictures said I couldn't say that either. (laughs) And I said, why? And they gave me a very Orwellian answer. They said, it is against Paramount Policy to discuss Paramount Policy. (laughs) Far out, man, right? So I thought the whole anecdote would be lost. And then my editor had an idea. He took the clip of me telling the story, and he obscured my mouth and garbled the audio. So I now said, gee, you can call anyone gay in the world you want except for... Paramount Pictures said I couldn't say that either because everyone knew I was talking about Tom Cruise. Well, you're in a good mood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice here and show you one more clip from Queer Dog.
2: Baseball is a macho game with that few men can quarrel. But why are the best players named? Honey, babe, and Oro. <laughs> Let's play gay and baseball. Baseball is gay! And there's no one gayer than a baseball player. One catches, one pitches. We're, We're just, just a bunch, bunch of silly, silly bitches. bitches. We play hard for hours. And that's just in the shower. Let's play gay baseball. Baseball is gay. Let's come out at the ball game. Let's be gay and be proud. Come on, you Marys, let's do the (laughs) wave. Don't you dare slide. That's an Armani uniform. Let's play gay baseball. Baseball is game! A night game, a day game, every game's a gay game. One pitches, one catches, we're just just a bunch bunch of silly snatches. snatches. One swing's hard, one bunts,
3: we're just a bunch bunch of silly...
2: Hey, 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 let's play game baseball.
3: Baseball is...
2: Is gay.
1: There's a little more. Hang in there. Just a little. All
2: right, foot long. Who wants a foot long? I got a foot long here. How much? Ten bucks to see it, twenty to touch.
1: Let's go. All right, now. <laughs> I let that clip go along just to show you something. The voice of the hot dog vendor in that last scene was. Played by Mark Hamill, the Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. I just, I just wanted to see how bad his career is going. <laughs> anyway, that is my speech. I want to thank you for being such a great audience. So, just, thank you. Yes, applaud yourselves. You. This was this was a pleasure for me because I speak to a lot of dumb audiences. Uh, I really do. I. I. I I speak to audiences, you know, in the South, the uh, <laughs> the Deep South, uh, Escondido, San Diego. <laughs> so thank you, thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you all, and we got time now for a little uh, Q and A. And just a wow, one hand went up. Uh, just to sweeten the deal here, uh, in case there's no more questions, whoever asks the best question will win this. It is a VIP pass for two to the Simpsons premiere party to be held. Three months ago. So, <laughs> so let's have your questions right there. What did you guys decide to make Krusty the Jewish one? I mean, was that from the start? I mean, there are so many characters. Why did you make Krusty the Jewish one? It, uh, hang on. Uh, like all Jews, I'm no good with equipment. It's like, <laughs> can we bring in a koi to help me with the mic? So, uh, you know, it was just an idea. It was, we, uh, this is what's fun about writing The Simpsons. is, we can just decide something. It was two years into the show, and someone said, oh, we should do a parody of the Al Jolson movie, uh, The Jazz Singer. That's how contemporary we are. We're, we're now parodying talkies. So, so we said, let's do a parody of that. And then we said, gee, well, so is Krusty Jewish? And we we're thinking, gee, Krusty Jewish. And then one of the writers said his real name could be Krustovsky. And it got a big laugh. And we go, okay, Krusty's Jewish now. And so it was just that kind of decision. If you're a Simpsons fan, you might know, be surprised to know this. We have two characters on the show, Police Chief Wiggum and wow. Ralph. And these are the two dumbest characters on the show. For four years, they were not related. And then one week, I said, gee, we need a father-son show. Okay, now they're father and son. Wow. We can do whatever the hell we want. The, the rabbi character on the show, uh, Jackie Mason, we killed him. We killed him last year. And Jackie Mason says said, well, I like my job. What's going to happen? And I said, don't worry. We don't care. He's dead this week. He's been on the show four more times since he died. <laughs> Another question? Yes, in the back there. Have you taken any on the road, and are you going to do anything it? <laughs> uh, You know, it'll be surprising. Uh, the answer is, I, I, I have a Gentile speech, I have a, gen- a, a non-Jewish version of the speech. It's just like the speech you heard tonight, only with smaller words, <laughs> like smaller. And, uh, and uh, I've do- between that speech and the Jewish speech, I've done it 400 times. I've done this all over. You think I just broke this out in Irvine? I've done,
3: <laughs>
1: I've done it all over the world. I've done it on every continent, including a boat to Antarctica. As I say, I did it in Israel. Uh, I think I've done it in Muslim countries. I did it in Bosnia. That's a Muslim country. Everybody likes it. And The Simpsons, uh, oh, I didn't tell you this part. Simpsons is a hit in 71 countries. Uh, uh, the, Ari mentioned at the top, my wife takes us on dangerous vacations. She's taken me to Iran and Iraq and Libya because her idea of a vacation is my idea of a hostage situation. <laughs> And everywhere we go, The Simpsons is a hit. The Simpsons is a hit in Iraq. We were in Iraq, and there's fighting all day long in Iraq except from five to six when they show two episodes of The Simpsons. It's unbelievable. So The Simpsons is a hit in every country on earth except for two. It is not a hit in Japan because, and you won't believe this. This isn't a joke. It's not a hit in Japan because The Simpsons have four fingers, and this implies they're in the Japanese mafia. Okay. <laughs> makes sense to you. Okay. And the show, it's not a hit in Japan, and it's not a hit in France, because the French suck. Okay. Uh, in the back. Yeah. Were you in trouble in school as a kid? Uh, no. I, my brother is here. John, was I in trouble? No, you were not. No. I was a good kid. I was a good Jewish boy. I was the only Jewish kid in the school, so I... Played it quiet. Yeah. No, I was a perfect, you know, as I say, it's, comedy writers and comedians are completely different. I was, I was a very well-behaved kid, and uh, well, I wish there was a funny response to that. Well, didn't go to school? <laughs> he, he, but, my parents, scared? I was in high school, and it was my senior year, my parents moved from Connecticut to Arizona. They didn't tell me. <laughs> and that was it, for, so for a short time, for senior year, I was the only, He was going to school in Arizona, where there's a million Jews. No, there's not. And uh, but that was it. And I had the whole high school to myself, which meant I don't know if any of you have been in this situation. What it means being the only Jew in your school is that you have to explain the story of Hanukkah to them every single year, and it's the worst story. It's the worst story, and there's a big battle and. Hanukkah, they only had oil for one one day, but it lasted eight days. And everyone goes, and <laughs> and you go, that's the story. It's a very Jewish story. It's a story it's a holiday that celebrates fuel economy. Yes, in the back. So if the
0: citizens are played in seventy some countries, is it dubbed or it's
1: not all done in English is it it is uh, a lot of countries it's dubbed um, it's dubbed when, when we had the show in France we did it in French and in québécois in Quebec they saw it in a different kind of French, a different kind of French uh, a lot of countries it is subtitled like Israel and Israelis told me uh, even though it's subtitled in Hebrew, they cover it they cover the subtitles because they said, you miss all the irony. You don't get the <laughs> jokes in Hebrew. Uh, the most popular in the show is much more popular than in America or anywhere else is in South America. Uh, and the, uh, the Simpsons is recorded in Mexico and it plays all over South America where they love it. They love the show and to them they go, oh, the Simpsons is a show about a Mexican family. And, uh, and I, I, I'm going to go on a side note. I think you people will like this part, which is the actors on The Simpsons, are six actors on the show, each earn $400,000 a week. Now, now, that sounds like a lot of money, but you've got to remember these people work two, sometimes three hours a week. <laughs> they make $40 a second. Uh, they make $40 a second. They make close to $9 million a year. The Simpsons in Mexico who record the show make $25 a week except for the guy who plays Homer. He gets $50 a week because he owns the microphone. (laughs) And the one last thing about the Simpsons actors, you might again remember this story It was just last year. Harry Shearer, one of the actors on the show, said he wasn't going to come back. He was tired of doing the show after 29 years. He was going to leave the show, and every actor in Hollywood called and said, I'll take his part. And not only every actor. As soon as the speech is over, I want you to look this up on YouTube. Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, while he was running for president, made an audition tape for The Simpsons. He did aud- go on YouTube. Look, Ted Cruz auditions for The Simpsons. So that makes two jobs Ted Cruz didn't get last year. <laughs> yes, green jacket. <laughs> what are you going to miss the most? What I really, you know, I, I I love the job. I love the job. Um, it's fun. I'm not, I, I, one reason I think the show runs so long. has run so long is we all get along. We all love each other's company. I go in there, you know, Ari, I, I think, explained. I live in New York, and I fly to L.A. every Wednesday. I work for a day and fly back to New York now. And it's because I love my job, and I hate... L.A. L.A. <laughs> I mean, Los Angeles, you may know is a Spanish term, meaning Satan's and, uh, <laughs> uh But I, I love the job. I, I, I'll have to tell you a story, and forgive me. It's got bad language in it. I'm going to use, can I say asshole here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sure>. No? Uh, <laughs> asshole. So. <laughs> okay, but this is a true story. Everybody gets along with The Simpsons. There was one writer, he was a brilliant writer. We all agreed he's funny, he writes great scripts, but he was an a-hole. And we had to call him into our office and say, look, we love the work you're doing, but you're an a-hole. And and if you can't, we're going to have to fire you unless you can stop being an a-hole. So he said, let me think about it. And he went home that night, this is all true, and he came back the next day and he said... I talked it over with my wife, and she agreed, I can't stop being an a <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, uh, which Tyler. Regular, uh, which regular voice actor do you have the best relationship with? Uh, you know, I really love them all. I, uh, I should, I'll be honest with you, no, this is going on a podcast. I love them all. <laughs> We'll talk later. Uh, they're really all, I do get along with all of them. Uh, Dan Castellaneta was the voice of Homer and Krusty and Grandpa and so many other voices. He's, he's a personal friend and we hang around and I've been to his home and that kind of thing. He's a, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, an interesting one is the woman who plays Bart Simpson. Uh, you, some of you may not know, Bart Simpson is played by a woman and she's not just a woman. Bart Simpson is played by a grandmother And she's not just a grandmother, she is a Scientologist. And she's not just the Scientologist, she is the number one donor to Scientology on planet Earth, and maybe the other planets where they have Scientology. She's given $10 million to the Church of Scientology, which leads to the next question. Is there anything you can't make fun of on The Simpsons? the Church of Scientology. There's just nothing funny about it.
3: (laughs) Yes?
4: The first few years when you were doing some of the Jewish content, did you get any blowback? Like, people saying things about
1: Jews, or why are you doing this, or... Uh, No. No. The answer is, when that episode I showed you from 1990 aired, and it's a very touching episode, across the has a very uh nice rapprochement with his his father at the end of the show. We were flooded with calls we didn't expect it it was It was the most popular episode we'd ever done with Jews and gentiles i think and it was it was kind of a watershed for the show too in fact, because the simpsons aren 't on it The Simpsons came in to watch i mean people come in to watch the simpsons there's no simpsons in that episode it 's all Jews and there's all this Hebrew in it and it ends the show ends with a scholarly debate on the nature of Judaism and, uh, and laughter. And to write this thing, we had three, Jew- three rabbis on retainer. And when I remember I had to call a rabbi in New York at 3 in the morning saying, are there any clowns in the, in the book of Leviticus? And he said, well, I'll look. And if I find, I'll call you back. <laughs> Collect. and. Uh, <laughs> So that episode contains the most Talmudic, most uh, knowledgeable debate on Judaism and comedy that you will ever see in a cartoon <laughs> on Fox.
3: <laughs>
1: yes? Have you ever received any death threats? Or anyone any death threats? No, there's a great story. Uh, do I keep saying that? They're all great stories. I love, what, I love hearing myself talk. Um, the... What The Simpsons is, this level of shock and irreverence, was established from the very first episode. So by episode three, if The Simpsons was not something you liked, you stopped watching it. You stopped watching it in the 80s. So we've had one, two, three decades of people just loving the show. But when the show came on the air, as I mentioned, the show was condemned by the National Council of Churches, and uh, George Bush, Sr., the president, George, who was president then, George Bush, Sr., said, I hate The Simpsons, and his wife, Barbara Bush, said, The Simpsons is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, which made me think, hey, lady, <laughs> 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 look at your kids. <laughs> wow, you're such a nice audience. I think I'll take one or two more questions, but then I'll hang out because it's, it's Irvine on a Tuesday <laughs> night. What the hell else is there to do? All right. So
0: for the young people in the audience. Yes. I see no young people. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, the middle-aged people want to change their careers. How would they ever become a writer on
1: The Simpsons? Uh well, you first you should invent a time machine. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a really, uh, you won't believe it. Looking at me, the TV writing is a, a young man's business. Well, uh, young people. They're young. How would they do it? Uh it's a very fair and equitable business. The way you break into TV writing is you write a sample script for another TV show. You write, I broke in, this shows you how old I am, I broke in, I wrote a sample episode of the Golden Girls. You never expect this to be made, it's just a sample. It shows, look, I can write for a TV show, I can invent a plot, I can write jokes. And that's how you break in. And uh, when I ran The Simpsons, I would read 800 of these scripts every year to find four or five new writers. it's, it, that's the way it's done and now for young people it's much easier because now you can actually make something. You don't have to write a script. Make a YouTube video. Make something a two minute hilarious video because those people get hired all the time now in Hollywood by executives who can't read and have a, t- have a two minute attention span. So that's it. I encourage you I, if, if you want to break into comedy and to TV right. Make a funny video and then make another one and another one. Just keep making them until something sticks. Your last question. Last question. Oh, pink. Pink. Oh, pink, pink. Oh. Yes, you seem <laughs> to know the show.
4: So who had the idea to keep The Simpsons with four fingers but
1: God with five? Oh, you know, it was Sam Simon, uh, one of the creators of the show, the Jewish creator of the show. It's, uh, it's very funny. Matt Groening is the official creator of the show, and he is of German stock, and... I'm not saying they're related, but every, it's it's no joke. Every time they find an old Nazi living in the Midwest, he's always named Graining, Graininger, Graining. But it was Sam Simon. It's, we do, The Simpsons have four fingers. Uh, for the same reason Mickey Mouse has four fingers. It's, uh, they always say it's 20% cheaper. It's uh, <laughs> And it is. It's just sort of... Four is enough fingers. The same reason they don't have eyebrows and when they take off their shirts, they don't have nipples. It's like, you know you know, they're people. So, so, uh, so that's why they have four fingers. It was Sam Simon said one day, well, let's give God five fingers and we'll see if anyone notices. You are the first person to notice. You win the prize. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure.
0: Thank you all, and uh, as you can see, CSP is eclectic. We even bring Mike Reese to Orange County. (laughs) Have a good evening. Mike will stay around if you have any other questions. Thanks.